This is Ricey, and you've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I recommend that you give Josh a call is simple, trust and results. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. And don't forget to ask him why it is 48 minutes. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid in Endorser. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Perfect description of the weekend. Painful, but wonderful, oh, Patrick yes, Roycey. Yes, painful, but wonderful. And what a loss right here on Score North. Our <laughs> loons. Our loons. Uh, we needed that one at home, and our loons uh, kicked that one away, too. What's Our loons might not even make the playoffs. What's wrong with them? The gaffer in trouble? I don't know, but they nine out of each division, I think, is 13 now or 13 something or like that, 12 right? or something. Yeah. Nine make it. They added another Ooh. one this year. If you don't finish the top nine, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody might get a little... Bill McGuire's been known to get a little grouchy, so uh, I don't know. Chipper, a- Chipper had the line in the in the paper last night, Pat, on the column that F in football stands for failure this weekend. We can add the loons to that, yes, too, right? Football. Between football. Go- Gophers, yes. Vikings, and now the loons. Not the loons. It was a horrible weekend. I Okay, <laughs> to get to the big two, I don't think there's any comparison in the embarrassment of the loss. Oh, right. The Gophers win in a landslide. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize how bad it was until late last night. I was laying on the couch watching stuff, and the and I was I don't know if the NFL game was still going game was still going on or not, but I was clicking, and it said Big Ten in sixty, right? Yep. Where they run those things. Yep. Well, I clicked just to see which game they had, and lo and behold, there was uh, five minutes to go in the Gopher game, so they were doing the plays. That drive was one of the great clusters in history. It was awful. They were terrible. They kept backing up. They kept throwing in her. They kept staying in bounds. How did it possibly result in a touchdown? It was awful. The quarterbacks, no good. These receivers are, you know, just, I, 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 after, you know, I, I heard it, okay? But I didn't see it previously. But after seeing it, it was incredible how they allowed them to score that touchdown. Because they were, what, at the other end of the field with a minute to go, minute, well, 54 the, seconds the, to the go. The problem started with the kid in the end zone who thought he was at the one. Yeah, right. Giving them the ball yeah, to 20. And They should have been at was, the one. He not only wasn't at the one, he was in like four yards. And he wasn't like oh, one step. Three to four yards in. He wasn't one uh-uh. step in. He was, he was clearly in. And uh, so, yeah, that gives them a chance to start at the 20, right? 20. 20. Instead of the one. And, but still, there's what, a minute left or something, and these guys, I don't, 
I don't think they had a timeout. I don't. I think they were out of timeouts. I was watching it. It, it was, was awful. It was. I mean, because yeah. you know, usually when you see those heroic last-minute drives, there's some Christmas crispness to it. Yep. You know, and then the guy. It, it is a. It is amazing that this coach, who is so over the top, and so dynamic, and so coaches just the opposite way. Coach is scared. Yeah, coaches. Coaches conservative. Yes, now, very. Once, and, and I recall early in the year, his early years here, he'd, you know, he'd be at his own thirty-eight, and it'd be fourth and one. He'd go for it once in a while, and he'd get. We paid great tribute to him. Now he's punting from the 36-yard line. What are you doing? Fourth and three. Yeah. It was third and two. They lost a yard. Yes. And and instead of trying to just seal it, yeah, it was and then, a mess. And then he's telling us that this kid's going to be an NFL quarterback and he won't trust him to make a five-yard pass. And now I can see why, because he missed Span Ford at the end zone, you know, in, in overtime. But uh, that was overtime, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but... I don't get it. I just don't. They punt. The first half they punted from the 37 or 8 too, right? Yeah. Didn't they punt twice? From yeah. Him? Yeah, he's a, he's a terrible game coach. I think it's yeah. very safe to say he's a terrible game coach, PJ. He, he, uh, and then Randy Johnson had an explanation. I'm sure everybody had an expla- explanation today. This is how we win. We run the ball. We uh, it, It's in the paper today. It's okay. a, a big, long graph about this is how we win. We uh Bleed the clock. We play great defense, and uh, yeah, well, you don't have to against Northwestern. Right. Go out and beat them. Right, they're terrible. Go by thirty. Yeah, yeah, beat them as bad as you want to. And at some point in the second half, I mean, at some point in the fourth quarter, okay, they get that, they get that first touchdown mm-hmm. to make it seventeen. I know you don't think you're in any trouble then, but now go ahead and do something. Keep the ball for a while. It was brutal. It was unbelievable. Yes, you're right. There is no compare. The Vikings are off to a horrendous start, but there's no comparison in the no. embarrassment of the defeat. Now, I might have elevated it to the worst loss in program history. Now, Mace had some horrible losses. Yeah. And he had Texas Tech. But all the other previous losses were... You know, when they when they blew the game against Michigan, people were bringing up. Well, that was Michigan. That was Michigan. They had bad, as good athletes as you had. And, you know, all the other humiliating losses, 84 to 13. That was one of the greatest teams ever in Houston. Well, that's a different type of loss. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That's but if, different. You, if you're putting it somewhere of feeling bad, for a feeling bad loss, this is an all-timer, right? Oh, there's some I mean, great choices I mean, too. Though. Lose, Let's you, not you lose the bury Texas, the choices. Lo- no, no, no. But you lose the Texas Tech. Yeah. In a in a bad game, and the coach gets fired. But it's a nothing bowl game at the end of the season, and it was kind of fun to watch. <laughs> it's just the 2005 loss to Wisconsin with the punter in the yes, end zone yes. is a fantastic goal yeah, for that loss. That was an unbelievable loss. And I remember the loss. When did the uh, when did Southern Cal come to Notre Dame with uh, Leinert and I was I covered it. Was that I, I was in Chicago. I think you I think you were too for I the Bears Mike. I was at South Bend. Oh, that's right. And then you came to Chicago came the next to Chicago. day. That's right. I was that's at right. South Bend. That's right. Yep. That's and, Wisconsin day. And the wireless and so the the press box was gigantically full. 
So the wireless was horrible. Yeah, 2005, you know? too. Yeah, it was it was horrible in Notre Dame. And so I finally, we were watching, I was watching on the internet, the play-by-play or what you know whatever play-by-play you could get back then. And they're, you know, they're, they're taking over and they're, they had the long drive. They've, they rushed for damn near 400 yards, didn't they? Yeah, over, it was well over 300. It was, and, yes. But they had a drive like it was ridiculous. 90 yards, 18 plays on the ground to go ahead with uh, five minutes to go or something. And that's why I closed up my computer. I, I gave up. And this guy next to me from someplace says, geez, Wisconsin won that game. I said, what? What are you talking about? Wisconsin, they couldn't have won that game. Now, I think it was Wisconsin, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. That, that day? It was, yeah. We were playing Wisconsin in the middle of the season then. Yes. That at the end. Yes. We played Iowa at the end back in those days. So, anyway, yeah, that was, that was an awful loss. There's no – Mace had – you know, Mace's legacy – Without the terrible losses, I mean, it would be pretty good. But the ones that they couldn't possibly lose. Uh, he would know. have been coached as long as he wanted without him, <laughs> yeah, Pat. Yeah, I know. there was, But there were six or seven that were, huh? Well, the one, wasn't it Purdue where they, the the officials let the kicker run onto the, they shouldn't have, the game should have been over because there was only, <laughs> they kicked off to him with like, one, I forgot about they this. They kicked off to him with like eight seconds to go. Yes. And then he completed a pass, and the officials stopped the clock and let the— and I they, don't know what happened, but they let him walk, run onto the field for a frantic field goal. They shouldn't have had time. And then the guy made like a 52-yarder or something to tie the game, and then they lost it overtime. And they right? had two to Northwestern. Now, oh, now yeah. those are pretty good teams at yes, the Metrodome. The one on the Hail Mary pass, and then the one I think they showed the clip— on Saturday night in like 2008. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody brought up South Dakota, but that's Brew, you know? What the hell? Yeah, Brew almost doesn't count. Yeah, Brew does not count. Brew does not count. So, I mean, and we got these idiots uh, who, uh, the people who are really upset with the loss, and I heard them on Twitter. But go for football hasn't changed for 50 years. Well, yes, it has. We had Smokey Joe. We had Wacker. Hey, Brew. Wacker. Nice guy. Both yeah. nice guys. Yep. No, it's nice. Well, we, 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 We've never had anything as bad as Brew was. Wacker was 17 and 39. Yeah. Something like and that. And got a contract extension in the midst of yeah, that. Yeah, but they only they gave him one year, right. but they basically said, uh, we, they gave, <laughs> we, we've given you a four-year extension for, for uh, recruiting purposes, but we're going to fire you if you still stink, and that's what they did, so... Now, and that was, you know, that was Mace. Considering what he inherited, Mace, like, years three through seven or eight, had a pretty good turnout. And then all of a sudden, they wouldn't play any defense. When they came in, I remember saying, at least they're playing defense, you know, mm-hmm. when they were bad. And I don't know what happened to them defensively. They, it was the athletes they were getting. I guess they couldn't cover anybody. But So after the game on Saturday night on Twitter, People, and I saw a lot of this, it's time to move on. P.J. should be fine. Here's my question, and I'm not a P.J. fan, but no. who else are you going to get? Yes, that's true. Like, like this that's is true. the program. And everybody said, well, Michigan State won't take him. Now, Michigan State would take him with, with their mess, with the mess they got. Yeah, but if Coyle blows him out tomorrow, yeah. who are you going to go get? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. Who's going to take come, the job and be like, you know what? Gonna I have, You're going to have to get Dan Lanning guy, right. who's kind of an obscure, yeah. who's kind of a well-known assistant who can come in and raise hell. 
Boy, his pregame speech is fantastic on the internet for Dion getting ready for Dion with Oregon, isn't it? Created a lot of uh, a lot of controversy, but yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but why do they let a camera in there? Why did why did they why did they let a camera in there? Probably for recruiting purposes because they thought kids would like it. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, and they don't release it if they don't win. But I just want to know who are you going to go get now? No, that's true. That's true. It's not. Dude, by the way, no, there's they're gonna. Give him another extension when the year's over. What's wrong with you people? They love him. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a horrible loss. There's no doubt about that. And the, the fact of the matter is, the Big Ten West is worse this year than it was last year. Illinois is worse. Yes. Iowa, four first downs. Four first downs. Well, I thought their offense was yeah, supposed to be a quarterback. We were going to change everything. Defense is great. Offense four sucks. Four first downs. Yep. Uh so, you know, Nebraska, you already beat them. Purdue's terrible. Illinois is, as I said, not as good. Wisconsin, you know, beat somebody, but they're, you know, they're they're not. I mean, I I doubt if you're going to beat Wisconsin, but uh, you know what? They got a fighting chance to lose to Lafayette. I can tell you that. Lafayette is better than Wisconsin with Northwestern. They're playing them at home. By the way, I think, remember when we were uh, bragging about how we've never had sellouts like this? Mm-hmm. What do you think the house is going to look like Saturday with the Lafayette? Oh. We're going to hit 30,000? If we, if we, we kick it off at 11, every student? 10 for that, baby? That, I don't know if it's a morning I think it's an 11, 10. One. It's a, a morning one, yeah. Hold on, I've got my starch. Maybe we'll get taken. You know, because uh, the man patted himself on the back for selling out yes. a Nebraska game for an opener when they had another new coach and... 10,000 Nebraska people uh, came up. Eleven AM kickoff. Ooh. I'm guessing the student section Tickets might not are, be full when that ball goes in the air. Tickets are available. Is that that's homecoming though? I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> boy. That which they're going to have a lot of fun on Friday night. Have a lot of the uh, have a lot of the alums come back for that Lafayette game. That'd be fun. But what a god awful loss. And then the other one. Yep. My vision of Kirk Cousins when he leaves here as quarterback, everybody else will have this vision. Not everybody else, but the Kirk lovers will have a different vision. My vision of him will be sitting there holding his helmet, trying to get a play in, instead of just taking command of the situation and going up and clocking the ball. But, I I, I mean, O'Connell... Oh, overthinking, yeah. overthinking, yep. uh, you know, we, we don't want him to be able to substitute. We want to hit him quick. You're at the, you're down there and you're playing a lousy defense. Who cares who's on the field for him? Their defense stinks. Do you think O'Connell, how much truth do you think we got and how much trying to protect his quarterback do you think we got there? I never know. I don't know. That's what I can't tell. Because, I mean, you let 25 seconds. You're 35 years old in your 12th year. You got people. You got people. The fans were screaming. Sitting sitting up and 150 feet high. Drunk. Yeah. Drunk. Clock. Screaming. But they said, and how about O'Connell blaming the noise in the stadium? Yeah. Yeah. You get, you got, you got your choice here. Three plays or one. Yeah. You know? Now, if that ball had, ball had gone incomplete, he would have had another play, right? Yes. They would have had another play. Because yes. that was, what, six seconds but or something. to your point, just calm the situation. You yeah. can huddle. And yeah. by the way, if your headset's truly on the fritz, yeah. once you clock it, you can tell the official, my headset's not working. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He he completely lost his composure. Yes, he did. Cousins did. So, I. Uh, what do you think of guy going for it on the twenty-four yard line? I like the idea. The play call Not was. That. What are you yeah. doing? Well, plus Herbert. They haven't run the ball all day. But just have Herbert go forward. Yeah, that's your only hope. He's a big, strong. Instead, guy. you get like a. You use your running back as a fullback and do yeah. some. What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was an awful play. And uh, I don't know. I I can't do it. I no matter what you got, I can't do it at the twenty four yard line. But that is also an indictment of how bad he thinks his defense is. Yes. Now, yes. The, 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 yeah, Herbert the, though is magnificent. He's good. So just let the kid do what he's going to do. He, you know, we got Kirk got hit thirteen times. And Herbert only got hit six. Well, one reason is Herbert gets out of their way. And, he, and your guy's a standing target. Yep. And he's he's moving around less in the pocket than he ever has. Yep. And, uh, you know, last year they've started off, they had him running, rolling out a little bit and doing some things. But one guy's one guy makes some steps in the pocket to not get hit. Yep. And the other guy stands there and gets hit. That's the and, thing. Her- Herbert feels the yeah. pressure. And, and he's also got... That Jay Cutler release, where it's yeah. just out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always said, among Brady's great talents, number one was accuracy. Number two was just making the right step in the pocket. Yep. He, all, he had the, the natural or the trained or whatever it was ability to, okay, they're coming from here. I'm going to step over here. And I'm and if they hit me, they're going to get 15 yards yep. after I do this. And your guy's a standing target. But, oh, he had another great game. Well, he made a bad throw on the last play of the game. You know, that was the ball that got tipped. It got tipped. Well, he, you know, he made a bad throw. The worst, though, was was the first play after the Chargers didn't get it. That pass to Osborne, which was a touchdown, mm-hmm. overshot him. Yeah. That yeah. was the worst in, in completion because he had him, and he loves to throw the ball to KJ. Yeah. You got Addison, you got Jefferson, let's throw it to KJ. How many catches did Addison have yesterday? Do you have any? Zero in the first half. He finished with eight targets, six oh, catches, oh, 52 yards. No, second half. But Jefferson was Jefferson. not targeted in the first quarter, and Addison was targeted once in the entire first half. So, not now Justin, I'm not, I'm not saying he's leaving because they can franchise him, but I got a hunch in his own nice guy way. He's got the wide receiver by Gene, you know, that he's going to be, if the game's over and he didn't get the ball thrown to him and Matt, uh, often enough, he might not express that, Yeah, but he's, uh, he's not going to be happy. What a, what a amazing play on that slant though. He just, the guy had that, they sh- I saw it last night on slow motion. The guy had the angle on him, great angle. And boom. He didn't even come close. He mm-hmm. was gone. That was, you see that and you say, well, oh, yeah, I did. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk threw the long touchdown pass. Well, he threw a 12-yard slant, and the guy beat, you know, across the middle and ran away from everybody. He's fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, they now everybody said, oh, they blew three games. No, they blew two games, and they uh, they blew two games, and they got beat at Philadelphia. When You, you can't give up 200-some yards rushing. That's a versatile defense, though, to have one team beat you yeah, with the, on ground, the ground, and then the Chargers then, couldn't run and said, yeah, "Screw it." Yeah, yeah. But you know what the Chargers did was for a completely different 
reason. They stole that 2006 Patriots game plan here. They used the pass as the run. Yeah. Herbert, if you go back, he threw a ton of short passes yeah. that basically served as run Keenan plays. Allen, yeah. And how about that Keenan Allen touchdown pass? Yeah. Byron <laughs> Murphy's just stopped. Oh, there's Mike Williams. <laughs> yes, and he, and the only two guys near that pass were both were both Chargers. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good fake. Keenan though has got us twenty targets, yep. eighteen catches, and he's what thirty something, right? How many guys catch eighteen out of twenty? I wonder how often that's happened in the NFL. Oh, I saw the stat last night. It basically does never happen. Eighteen receptions, I think, is a Charger record, and this is a team that you know yeah, it's in its heyday did nothing <laughs> yeah, but throw bounce, the ball. Yeah, back to Eric. Air Coriel, yes. for God's sake. This is not a team that likes to run a lot. No. That was uh that was one of my favorite teams and uh to watch. And uh I'll, I'll, I'll never forget being in Cincinnati when Air Coriel came in there. They're gonna get Cincinnati, they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, and it's seventy five below zero. That's the coldest, that's coldest the coldest game, game in right? history. It was unbelievable. Cincinnati, we were we kept hearing overnight. We were in the hotel. They were saying, eh, it might be ten below zero. I said, can't be ten below zero in Cincinnati. We got the river here, and you know it's a little bit south. God, oh my! I don't think I was properly dressed even to walk to the press box. In the press box, we were seeing, you know, Cincinnati really had the cheap stadium then, and we were. I think we were seeing in our breath in there. It was Riverfront, a, right? Yeah, the old yeah, Red Stadium. Riverfront. That was. Uh, it was a great game, though. That was. Uh, the running back, the shuffle, right? Was Icky? Icky? No, no, that was no, before Icky, Icky. I was there for Icky too. Yeah, that was the late eighties. Okay, that, yeah, that was, was when they went to the they went to Super Bowl and got yeah beat by okay. the Mon- Niners. Yeah, by Montana the, the they're, second they're time. Because uh, you're you're talking about the one where the where Super Bowl was in the Silver Dome. Eighty two was the Niners first. Yeah, Cincinnati, and I'd been at that playoff game too. I'd been at that one too, the AFC playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, they. The uh, yeah, that was uh, that was we had not yet decided that the 49ers were going to be a dynasty then. You no, you didn't have any. No, Walsh just started, right? Yeah, and they kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, uh yeah, it was uh, what a weekend, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, the Gophers, though, I think you should do a column on the on ranking because the, the Gophers are one of the few teams that actually has. Different sorts of embarrassing defeats yes, they and do. multitude. Yes, I think you should pick your fa- or, favorite blowout. Yeah. Nebraska, perhaps yeah. the most embarrassing. Yes, you know the Michigan game could be and, a, the, or Wisconsin. And, and I think the hardest to achieve would be one. This why this was among the most difficult to yeah. achieve losses in history. What was the score going in? Thirty? Was it? Was it what to ten? Thirty. 31 to 10. 31 to 10, yeah. Nebraska played its first, uh, Nebraska, Northwestern played its first play per football game in 1882. This is the first time in history they trailed by 21 entering the fourth quarter and won. First time ever. Their previous record was uh, 1992 or so. They were down 20 to nothing, or down by 20 points to Illinois and came back to win. So <laughs> never, now this is not recent. Mm-hmm. This is 118 plus. This is something that had never happened in 141 years of Northwestern football 
which has included an incredible amount of ineptitude. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Denny, the 80s, when Denny was 70s. there, I think they lost 50 straight in the Big Ten. Yep. Only only Smokey Joe landed the streak, and then Smokey Joe got. I so when did this start? When when did the Gophers' embarrassments of various forms start? Well, I can't. Uh, you know, with Murray, it was always so conservative and so defensive that uh, you know this would be like Murray blowing a. 13 to nothing lead and, uh, you know, against Purdue or something, 14, 13. But I, I mean, they were bad in 58 and 59. I was there for a game in 59 when they hung him in effigy after the Wisconsin game when they ended up one and two. They were one and eight and two and seven, maybe two and seven. Sandy Stevens was a sophomore quarterback, but was, they was playing three quarterbacks. But, I don't know. I, I, I cannot. Like, did Cal Stahl have you know, a. I, you know, Cal I, lost some heartbreakers, but. Uh, yeah. No, I. Smokey. Uh, who had the big lead against Ohio State? And, Goody. Uh, Goody. That was Goody. Yeah, we had some with Goody. Yeah, it was 30. Goody. Was that 31 rip at the half? Oh, yeah. So the Buckeyes, like they were just. Yeah, mauling them. And, uh, you know, and then Goody had. You know, Goody had the hat trick against the Big Eight, um, Colorado, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. <laughs> that's right. Fifty-six zero, fifty-eight zero, and sixty-three zero. I covered all of them <laughs> because that's when Colorado was cheating even more than they're cheating now. I'm sure with uh, Bill McCartney. Yeah, they were. Good. Bill McCartney cheated so much he had to promise. He had to. He had to invent. He had to uh, found promise keepers to make up for all his sins. You know, which. So, he did. He, he did right, but by, by that because yeah. do you remember when they? I think it was eighty nine or ninety. They they came here for a Promise Keepers event at the Metrodome. You couldn't find a parking place. No, and uh, that was uh, I was uh, that was one of my great moments. I came in Saturday afternoon to write a column. For some reason, I wasn't doing it off a live event. It must have been a Viking event, and I was you know around the corner. Tim Wheatley was a very religious guy. He's not with us. He got killed tragically in a car accident. Nice guy. Yep. But he was around there with, but I didn't pay any attention. And somebody was there and I say, yeah, they're all in there. There's 50,000 of them in there. And then they're all going to go look for hookers or something like that. You know, just kind of a smart right. like remark. Right. I turn around the corner and there's these guys getting ready to go to the promise, promise keepers with Wheatley. Hey, hi guys. <laughs> Yeah. Now you'd be dragged in oh, HR. God, yes, yes. Throttled. Yes. I don't know. Did we have an HR then and back then? Yeah, we did. We it was very did. different, Pat. Yes. Yeah, we, we did. It took I a lot of work to get uh, sent to the HR yes. back then. HR was basically, I think, a, an extension of the hiring process. Well, one that thing, there's really been no bad office behavior at the Star Tribune for the last three or four years because nobody's been in there. So uh, that's They're uh, going back to work? Supposedly October first, you were supposed. There was going to be you had to be in three days a year, a week. Now I think they only have to be in on Wednesdays or something like that. Dan uh, Kelly specials. That's what they should do. Yes, Dan right. Kelly should <laughs> offer for all strip workers returning. Uh, yeah, you come was, in, you get one free one. When I was a kid, it was the court bar. Man, that was one of the best things about being a seventeen-year-old copy boy. You got to walk over there at twelve thirty at night with the Bob Sorensen and the whole crew and drink five beers, you know, like the old, like like when I got hired and the the uh, the first 
wagon was still across the street. Yeah, Same yeah, thing. Yeah. And let's just say that, yeah, when when you came from the strip with a yeah, bunch of old guys, nobody was going to look at your ID. No, they weren't. They didn't. They didn't want the strip business to dry up because they if somebody Literally. got upset with you, uh, thinking something. So anyhow, we should give a little accolade to our twins who are continuing to play pretty good. Yep. They lost uh, Royce Lewis. And we we talked about that, and uh, you know they Gray is not Gray might play a game this weekend or something. I don't think Royce is going to play, but they yesterday had uh, Willie Castro's got a bad back, sore back. Yesterday, Farmer supposedly had something wrong with him, but they had to play him shortstop, so they got to call up an infielder here, mm. and they can call up. I know that Austin Martin or Brooks Lee. They can add him, and I I would think. A, Austin Martin's a right-handed hitter, and B, Austin Martin, you have to put on the 40-man this winter. Brooks Lee, you don't. And you know the way they hoard those 40-man roster spots that uh, I I would guess if they call that they're going to maybe call up. Nobody told me this. I just talked to Falvey about you can put these guys on the roster, right? Because right. if they were in the organization, like Kirloff. you can make them eligible, like Kirloff did. I forgot all about that. In 20, and, that's first hit. Yeah. and uh, But I, they need another infielder in here. But they're, uh, how about Sonny? <laughs> it's unbelievable how well he's pitched and how many times they've. And on Saturday, uh, yeah. had to be hung over. Oh, yeah, right. Raising to hell. To be and, hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I was trying to talk to him a couple of days ago. He's a little feisty before the before they won. So he oh, was. I, I don't know what he was. He's probably uh, might have had one last meeting with him about signing or something. I don't know what. I don't know if they've made any outreach. He's 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 told him he wants to test the free agent market. So yeah, I, don't I don't blame him. I don't back. blame him. This is his last. You know, this is his last shot. He's taking maybe his best ever season. The free agency, yeah, so he should. So he's going to get some money, that's for sure. So Paddock's back, and he might. Yeah, that's be on the... weird. They've, uh, they they wanted to see him yesterday, yeah. but they're going to give him a chance to be in the bullpen. I guess I don't know. They're going to have some arms in that bullpen. God, I like Louis Varlin. That Varlin moves one of the best moves yeah. this administration's made. Yeah, he's only you know fifteen pitches, uh, two thirds of them at ninety eight, and he's a wrestler. He's not coming you, in. He's not coming in from the bullpen saying, "Oh, I've never been in this situation before." He's a wrestler. He said he wants to start, but do, do you think if if this goes well, he, he might change his tune? Because I could see him being a you know an instrumental bullpen guy. Oh, he could. Yeah, they they you know he said that because they think that's his mentality. Right, but, but he's not gonna he's not gonna protest if he makes the club as a reliever next spring. Well, that's for sure. And he's got that. To your point about the wrestler, he's got that bulldog. Like, yeah. I, I like how he approaches this. He gets the ball back, and he's he did not need the speed-up clock. And he gets mm-hmm. the ball back, he's ready to throw the next one. And, and it's funny. Now, we complain a lot about analytics and scouting and all that and messing around. But he comes in yesterday, he gets the first guy out. The second guy, can't remember who, but... They just threw him three fastballs down the middle that he could hit. And then the next guy comes up and he goes, he get throws some breaking balls. So we complain about, you know, over, over prepared pitchers and stuff. But obviously, 
they they the pregame meeting they say this, this you face this guy can't hit your fastball so they just threw him three fastballs can't remember who Grichek was it Grichek maybe probably and they, uh, they tried to dump then, him they couldn't even get rid of and him and then uh, and then the next uh, the last hitter he, he threw some breaking balls too so it's uh, it, you know it is hitter by hitter and uh, now I got a question for you I asked this previously mm-hmm. if you are going to post on the scoreboard that your pitchers have just struck out more hitters than any <laughs> twin staff in history. Yes. Okay, you're going to put this on the board in the fifth or sixth inning. Yes. If later, if 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 within a half hour, yep. Ryan Jeffers takes strike three, and you set an all-time major league record for strikeouts by your hitters. Aren't you obligated to put that on the board? Oh, you would think. I, I would think. Turnabout's fair play. Double, yeah, not turnabout. It's it's something to fully inform your fans. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't be embarrassed by it. You should you should give embrace your fans, it. Well, give your fans information, and at the end of the game, or even after the game's over, put it up there. Twins have reached sixteen hundred strikeouts. That's an all time record. Twins of Graham? You don't have to say it as soon as <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. two thousand twenty three twins. Yeah. You don't have to put it all on Jeffers, you know, you can just they only struck out four times yesterday, which might be the lowest total of the season. But uh you know, you gotta put that on the board. We just spent thirty five million to get a new scoreboard uh-huh. to fully inform the fans. And everybody get a chuckle. Everybody I, get I got nothing, yeah. Somebody stand up and get a big standing yep. ovation. For You've done that. it. Never, never, in, you know, we're talking about Northwestern never doing this mm-hmm. since 1882. This goes back to 1876, Major League Baseball. Nobody's ever done this. You got to put the, you got to put it on the board. Yeah. The, <laughs> Come on. I like what it. What the hell? Let's adopt it, you know. And, he, and then, then he could have maybe... After the game, could Joey come out and wave his hat or something to the crowd? Is Joey back yet, or is he still in? Uh, I, well, or yeah, was he still in St. Paul? Well, uh, he was still. I don't think they brought him over. No, I don't think they ever did. I, I don't think he played yesterday. I, Buxton, I I don't know if he got a hit in three games over there. He was over four yesterday. I don't think they're going to act. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, did you see Lavelle's note after Friday's game that Buxton, I think it was serious. Couldn't tell for sure, but. Buxton had wanted to play the outfield when he got over there, back over there. I guess, I don't. Yeah, I would, Lavelle well, put out he, a tweet that said he yeah, wanted well, to play the he, outfield. He talked to him, and you know, after the game Friday, I guess, and and Buxton said, "Yeah, I want to play the outfield," but who knows? You know, that's not a it's not a serious proposition. No, anyway. that's what I was going to say. Plus, I think he wants to prove that to put him on the Put him on the active list. He's got to prove that he can run, right? Yeah. If you'd put him on there, we talked about it uh, with Declan last week, too. You know, Andrew Stevenson right now is a much more valuable. Right, because he's a bench ex- asset. Extra player because he can steal, steal a base. Absolutely. And uh, they could go 15 and 11 in the uh, first 15 position players and 11 pitchers. Uh, you know, first of all, you got over in the bullpen. And uh, you got either Kenta or Joe Ryan in the bullpen, one of the two. Who are you going to start? I'm starting Joe Ryan. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm starting Pablo, Sonny, yeah, Joe Ryan. That, that order. And yes. uh, 
Pablo, the thing with Pablo is, as soon as the first guy gets on base, you want to warm somebody up because the inning could get ugly. I don't know where these innings come from. The other day he was, the other day, you were there the other day. Friday. It couldn't have been easier. He was just blowing these guys away, and it looked like the lineup that Eric Milton no hit. I, I was thinking the same thing. Ninety nine. Yeah. Now that team was even worse than this one, but uh, but as far as the lineups concerned, but yeah, it's a eighth string lineup that they're playing, and all of a sudden you're giving them up a bunch of runs and line drives, and, and then you come back and you're fine. Yeah, that's yeah, the weirdest thing. He, he falls apart, and then he just came back and was fine. I got to admit, as much as I like Louie and as much as for half the year we really thought this was the hitter, that they needed a hitter like this who could get a hit. They, getting this guy is, is uh, your your pitching staff has a lot different look. Mm-hmm. As I said Friday night, he's got over 200 strikeouts and he hasn't had a chance to face the Twins. Uh-huh. Think how many. Think yeah. If he got to make two starts against this team, he'd be up there. He might be leading the world. So... Anyway. No, they're two trades. They're top two starters. Those trades have been okay. the best thing that they've yeah, probably Chase done. Betty. Not, now, my guy LaBelle, I gave him a hard time the other day about trying to whitewash the Mally trade, though. As, oh, that's a good idea. No, because he'd already been sore Correct. twice that year. He'd been already been on the DL twice that year. Correct. For 10 short periods, but... You know, you can't give up that much ammunition. They gave up four prospects. Now one of them is out of the organization, but uh, they gave up two really nice. Yeah, two prospects. good ones, and then a, a pitcher who's got a chance too, and another one of the pitchers was left-handed too, and everybody thought that, you know, he was one of their top left-handed prospects. But uh, their deadline moves have not been good, Pat. No, the deadline now, the deadline will never be the same after this year. Everyone who acted at the deadline got screwed. Got, got they terrible. screwed themselves, yeah. And everyone who didn't act, yeah, played well, better. What are the Angels doing? <clears throat> I don't. What is the most screwed up organ? Most screwed up decision? Yeah, they thought it would be bad PR to trade Shohei. So who cares? You know, you're you're going nowhere. Well, they're gonna now. They're gonna try to trade Trout, right? That's the rumor. I mean. He's they 30, should. He's 32 now. And he's starting to get, you know. Trout, what kind of a huge. Trout could go back east because he's from Philly. Yeah, but what kind of huge package are you going to get for him? You're not. No. He's 32 and no. he's, this is what, three straight years he's been banged up? Their window of opportunity was to trade Shohei last year. Yes. Yeah, well, even this deadline, he was still the man. Somebody would have given you. Yeah. You but, know, I mean, you would if you had traded players. him, when, when the baseball department – Looked into trading Shohei last year. You yeah. would have made a killing. Yes. Yeah. Off season, right? And uh, that's what the general manager supposedly wanted to do. Yeah. And the now he's probably going to end else. up getting fired. The owner, of this uh, Artie, is and Artie's uh, one of the guys whining for a new stadium too, right? Yes. This is not. Uh, this is this is not the way to get. Where are you going to move to, Artie? Tijuana. Yeah. You know what the hell? You know, all all the teams that are all the teams that are now. Whining about new stadiums. You had nowhere to go. You know what? I didn't realize, though. I saw some statistics. I didn't realize how huge Montreal is. Montreal has got an ungodly number of people. I'd love to see the whole baseball back there. That's, you know, Nashville, Nashville and Montreal is probably where they should expand to. Now that Tampa's going to allegedly get this 30,000-seat stadium in 2000. 
28 yeah. or something. Yeah. They're, so they're going to suffer through five In more. In St. Pete. Yeah. So they're not getting yeah. back across. They're not, no, they're not going to Tampa. Not, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe play afternoon games or something. I don't know. I want to know what's, what's going to become of this whole Brewers thing. Yeah. I saw the improvements that they want. They want to fix the roof. They want to change the outfield. It's got like that glass, you know, the glass yeah. panels. I think they want to change all those. Why don't they want those? I think they want them. I think they want to upgrade everything. Okay. You, well, d- by the way, did you see? We are now estimating it's going to cost even more than we thought for the fence outside fence, U.S. Bank even Stadium. Even more than fifty million. Rochelle had a news story, and also the uh, and there. This is not in. This is I don't. I don't think it's part of the two eighty though. Is it? The 280 for other upgrades? I just know I read the story, and it's now coming in over the budget that they originally said. What I love is, did, did you read their their whole thing about um, basically an armored car going 60 yes, miles an hour, strapped with explosives, can't get through this yes, fence? okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we're, uh, yeah, okay. that's good. But this is not, into, this doesn't mean you can't walk around the stadium, they say. What are we going to do, you know? Are you going to get, you might get arrested if they see you climbing over it. What are you going to do? You know, it's what a boondoggle this is that the Vikings are getting you. I don't not, I'm not blaming the Vikings for the fence. Okay. But this, they got to improve the electronics and the computer for a hundred million dollars. The twins paid for their own, you know, to do this whole thing. What, why, why do we, why why do we feel obligated to put 280 into a place that opened in 2016? This is this makes but, no sense. If the Vikings want better ribbon boards to do their advertising, yeah, just them do it themselves. tell them to do it. Take but, it out of the $250 million a year you're putting in your pocket. And I think they paid it off. Like, I, I think they announced yeah, that the stadium is going to be paid off well, early. But only the state. You know, the city, right. the city of Minneapolis is still on the hook for hundreds of millions. But I just love the threat of, well, that's okay. If you guys don't want the uh, fence, someone's going to drive a yeah, right. explosive-laden yeah. car yeah. right into so, the stadium. You know, it seemed like the past, uh, back when we opened it, the terrorism threats were fresher then than they were now. Yeah. Uh, the the odds of a guy driving through there with a yeah a, a fast with a explosive laden uh, uh, truck they just want a fence though. yeah just they say just we want, want a, a really expensive yeah, fence yeah, we want a fence yeah yeah and we want you to pay for that fence and they're saying this is this is meeting federal standards yeah. well if their federal standards are that strict how come we're allowed to have crowds in there now. How come? How are we allowed to have At every a, other venue? How are we allowed to have a Super Bowl? I know. If if the if we had this fear of somebody driving down Seventh uh, uh, Street and uh, and when a truck loaded with explosives during the Super Bowl, that's the time we should add our fans. We right? also clearly are not concerned about Twins, Wild, and Wolves no, fans. No, we don't care. We don't care. Yeah. The, the, when are the the wild are going to start raising hell, aren't they? They've they've kind of hinted that they they've want made improvements. Some improvements. No, they've made they've some improvements. Made some improvements. Yeah, they but. they're you know the wild and twins. I think pony up. Yeah, wild did the wild lowered their attendance and put that thing down at the end. And yeah, I think they paid for most of their stuff. And I th- and and the twins, to your point, have paid for a ton of things. 
The Wild, by the way, we opened at, uh, on the road with a, a inspirational victory over the Abs. <laughs> but uh, how many uh, how many home exhibition games are they sucking the fans up? Uh, uh, I think there's two uh, this week, out right? Fans, so they got three at least. I right? think they got the Abs on Thursday. I think mm-hmm. they got the Blackhawks on Saturday. Yeah, pr- probably three. Now yeah. I don't know. Do they charge? They, I, they charge. I don't normal know if prices. The prices are normal. You know, because the Vikings, I don't think charge. It's part of the season ticket back. Okay, I know. But well, I hope they give them to you if you're paying for season tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should do something like that. You know what? You know what doesn't impress me about the Wild? I like that building. The building's great. I don't like they. They they're very mediocre concessions. Yeah, they're kind of old. At the fashioned. X? Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, once in a while they do something stupid, but it's not a, you know, very mediocre concessions. Okay. Don't you? I haven't really I wander around once in a while. I love something for. I don't know. I don't like to go to the stand and my number one thing to get is chicken strips. I don't want that to be the main item. I do like a good chicken strip, but yeah, Yeah, I I I hear you. I don't know. I don't know. The twins definitely get creative. The twins do, and they probably... Stupidly, do the Vikings? I don't. But the twins, the twins at least got a red cow in there. You can right. go and get a red cow. That's you know, true. That's I don't know. I don't think you can get one in St. Paul. Steak sandwich is still at Target Field. Ah, uh, yeah, but didn't Murray's uh, have got, a stand? They got so damn high priced. I tried to find a Tony Cuban sandwich. I walked around for days and finally gave up on it. So they kept saying, "Oh, it's down there," but I I don't know where it was. But you know. I don't know how the Vikings concession stands are since I have been to how many games now? The uh, lost to Chicago at the end of the, yep, you, the you, season. I was there for that one. That yep. was great. You Kirk, were there last year for that one. I was early Kirk. Yep. And I was there for uh, a Giants game. Yep. And I was there for the Super Bowl. I think it was one other Viking game. It's just it's too hard to work when you can just watch it. What was it on the gopher TV? basketball game that I was with, with you at and, and I bought us both like a hot dog and a pop yeah, and it was right. like thirty five forty dollars? No, it was St. Thomas. They were they were auditioning. It wasn't the gophers. They were Oh, that's they right. They were uh seeing how the Oh, that's right. They, they were seeing the, how the stadium would work for basketball before we got the final okay. four. Before the final four was there playing. And you say I, I said, Yeah, give me a hot dog if you're going up there it was like $38 yep. for two hot dogs. I had to take out a mortgage. Two Cokes. Unbelievable. I, I, I bet that helped get the fence built, though. I cannot imagine if you're a fan making 40, 50 grand a year, you know, if that, you know, and you're, you don't have the big savings. This is, you're, you're, you're like the rest of us when you were oh, young. Yeah. When we were young, you're, at the end of every month, you're saying, I wonder if I got enough to pay my bills. Yep. You know, that, you get, you got the, you got the credit card thing sitting, you know, they've sent it to you. They know what, what you owe them and you got enough money. How can you, how can you go to these games and drink, take the wife and, and the, go with the and neighbors? buy the gear? Go with the neighbors and buy the, yeah, buy the well, gear. Buy the gear, which by the, which it is, I'm sorry, I know I'm old, but it is incredible how much gear everybody turns out now. You know the oh, twins God, yeah. immediately oh. win the central. Yeah, yeah, they got stuff in their, you know, in their store. Now they're wild. The wild, wild is another new North Star jersey. The Wild's whole dedication now is to the North selling you, you know, why? North Star stuff because it looks good. That's the yes. problem. <laughs> their own jerseys are don't cr- look good. The are, they don't look good. Yeah, it's. I, I with can't imagine how Dallas doesn't say you can't do that. That's our stuff. 
You know, I don't think Dallas gives a crap. And by the way, the league's benefiting, so yeah, it probably right. helps. Who knows? But the much. Wild finally hit on the fact because if I'm not mistaken, this is their third, at least their third replica North Star type of jersey. But they realize people will buy it because it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> that's their own churches don't look that good. Yeah, yeah that, well, because the color is bland. You know? Yes. It's flat. Plus, yes. you know, let's face it. We got something on the front of those jerseys. We don't even know what the hell it is. I want to know what I want to know what kind of animal I'm looking at. Don't you? It's like a Sasquatch. Yeah, a wolf. I want one of them. What what what, what, is that, what is that animal? I want to I want to know what that animal I'm is. I'm telling you, Pat, that was their biggest. For, forget the North Stars for a second, okay? Their biggest screw up was their name. You still out and but the let's wild. go wild. People love it. I you no, know. I know, but I'm saying that you're right about the emblem. Like, what is the emblem? Yes, what is, we don't know. We don't. What is the what is Nordy? We don't even know if Nordy's a man or a woman. Do we? It's a we pit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> My granddaughter, you know her uh, her grandfather's a ticket holder and a big you know maternal grandfather and a big wild fan, and he knows people from the sports world, and he got her as to one of the little Nordies. She did it for a period and said, nah, hell with this. I'm, she took off the uniform and quit when she was about five. As Good for a, her. As a Nordy, she said. Good for her. It's hot in here. It's claustrophobic, it's too. Hot, it's hot in here. It's claustrophobic. It's hot in here. She's exactly right. Mm-hmm. By the uh, by the way, the, uh, the granddaughter, 14 now, her and all her hockey buddies went to their first prom. And uh, this last Friday, what... Woodbury, uh, Eastridge High School had a prom. <laughs> was how do these? Oh, it's not prom. How, homecoming. How did? Yeah, yeah. Homecoming. Seaford's kid was just yeah. at the homecoming. Minnetonka homecoming. Yep. How do these huge high schools do it? They got to have hundreds of people in this in these gymnasiums or these arenas or these halls. Yeah. That's, it's got to be a mess. It's got to be really, really warm, but. Let's put it this way. My wife went to Regina uh, way back when. Yep. And the nuns used to make them kneel on the floor when they were, because they would roll up their dress, you know, they would roll up their skirts with at the belt line to make them shorter. But the nuns would see them and make them st- kneel on the floor to see if the garment reached the floor. Okay. Reached the, to make sure it was below their knees. That wasn't the deal for the uh, homecoming at Eastridge. They 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 would nobody would have passed the nun kneel on no. the floor test. So no. anyway, yes, Declan. I, I was going to say so. My high school, I went to Central Pat, and yes. uh, so homecoming was our only non-formal one, and that was just in our in our cafeteria. Oh, um, really? But everything else was was at external places. So. Every uh, prom every other year for us, and I know this is no longer the case because I've heard they outstayed their welcome apparently. But we, <laughs> we used to we used to rotate between the River Center and okay. the Landmark Center for prom okay. for prom, hmm. and then our winter formal, you know, our our snow days, yeah, snowball right, dance, right, right? That was typically in that Crown Plaza space, right by the X two, mm-hmm. and that little rotunda okay. area. Yeah, I bet I bet that's what these huge high schools oh, yeah. have to do for yep. prom because it's. I guess homecoming dance or whatever it is, you can all crowd in and yes. you know, you're not all the. It's not as formal, right? The gals are not as uh, dressed up and as they are. You know the, you they aren't going out to dinner 
at the ex- expensive restaurant right. before right. like they, the Murray's kid, before yeah. they uh, you know that's that's great but yeah I, I mixed up it was the homecoming but uh, anyway it's uh it's a the the size of these high schools is incredible. so she's fourteen now so what she's that's 14. a freshman she's mm-hmm. a freshman yeah okay she's a freshman yeah, poor mom and dad so I asked mom Just and dad that they're both playing hockey right I think he said did this is not this is before before any trips or anything sign up yep. to be sign up 2500 for the girl and 2000 for the boy oh my to God. be in the organization and then you're then you owe them but they're in tryouts now and they they put up for the 13 year old they put up curtains they they put a curtain, oh, yeah, you told me this they last put year, a yeah. curtain around the ice so the parents so can't, can't come yeah. good so oh, the yeah. parents can't come Big and deal. complain good yeah and with the younger groups, it's because the the kids would always look into the stands, you know, to see if they were getting their parental approval. And they just, you know, they had to. But for them. You know, it's not so much the parents screaming or saying, right. my kid didn't. I suppose with the older ones, it, my kid didn't get a fair chance. Or he, he played better. He or she played better than this guy. But uh, anyway. How do yeah. parents do it? I don't know. <laughs> These guys. We were, Luke just turned 13, the, the boy. We had, uh, they had to shuffle everything so we could go over there and give him a bunch of gifts on Sunday morning, you know, because the hockey tryouts and everything else is. Uh, but I'm just talking from a, strictly financial. Strictly financial. Yeah, if you play. Don and I would be on the street in St. Louis <laughs> Park. That's right. Because, oh, oh, you know, between the, you know, they take a bus to, Mm-hmm. A tournament in War Road or some damn thing. By the way, I was uh, trying to figure out how to get to Henry's funeral. They wanted to cover Henry's funeral, but I have to be in. Uh, I got to be in Fulda on uh, Saturday for the sixtieth uh, uh, reunion of that uh, of the class of sixty three, who I didn't graduate with, but I went to school with them through my junior year. Sure. And uh, it's hard to get from War Road to Fulda. On, uh, it's 404 miles. So, uh, you can't really go to the funeral. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I don't want to say I got out of the funeral, but who's going, uh, Z man, Jerry, Mr. Versatile. It's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. Mr. North pole, Mr. North pole. (laughs) He's flying into the falls, driving over. I hope the Star Tribune appreciates what Jerry has given that place since 1984 or whatever it was. They'll, uh, they'll do, uh, yeah, they'll, they know that they'll get a good story. You well, know? good for them. Yeah, yeah. One, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm slightly surprised they're going, so that's good. But Jerry mm-hmm. Zagoda is the definition of a trooper. I think when Henry died, they got a big reaction to it on online or yeah. something. So then they thought, well, I guess this guy is prominent. So <laughs> it's you uh, think, yeah. And I think there's also a uh, Thursday night. There's a tribal ceremony going on too. So okay. I, I think he's going up there. So. Anyway, do, do we know Henry. the cause? Heart, heart. Yeah, failure. he died at the VA. He died at. He was down here. He was. I did read that. Heart, heart, probably read in your column. Heart problems. No, I, I did not know that. Okay. When I, I, I talked somewhere. to her. I, I talked to her. His daughter's a really nice kid, and uh, I saw his uh, grand one of his his youngest grandson play when I was up at War Road uh, for a youth tournament uh, a couple of years ago. Kid was smaller than hell. 
quite good. By far the best player yeah, on the ice. Great skater, uh, probably. He wore a bad team, but he was great. Mm. And uh, Man, they've had some good hockey players. Olam. Oh, oh yeah. Olam. Larry Olam came down here to the state tournament in 88, was it? And never left the ice pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those two guys. I mean, Hank Slavin had a way better pro career than Henry. He was a year behind Henry. Yeah. But they would play and never leave the ice. You know, yep. they would, they, if they got Which ahead. down here was impressive because it's hot um, down here yeah. comparatively in the building. Yeah. You know, up there, it's cold enough where you could probably just yeah. keep going, feel good. Yeah. And it, it depended upon if the game was, you know, if, if they were in a war with some team or really, when they were playing Rozo, those two guys never, I mean, between those two towns, the number of hockey players. Whew. Yep. Plus, Bonnet, you had Keith Ballard and some of those guys, too. So, But you're right, Rosa. Oh, yeah, that was a great rivalry. I mean, just the Broughtons and what, Buzzy Schneider? Yeah, just a bunch of them. Yeah, back in, the, you know, the war road had kind of started with the Christian brothers who were on the uh, mm-hmm. 60 uh, Olympic team. We won a 60 Olympic gold medal. Do any of you people know that, by the way? Squaw Valley. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was uh, that was the first hockey game I ever was watched the, in my life. I, I think they played the Czechs for the gold, right? Yes, Czechs and for the gold. The story After was they beat the Russians. The Soviet player came in to the U.S. locker room and gave him some piece of advice about oxygen intake or something, okay. and it, and it worked. It helped him a lot. They wanted the Czechs because they won the Czechs. Yeah, yeah. They didn't so the Cold it. War was put on hold. Well, I think '56 was when Russia we first showed up as a prominent. Yes. As a prominent hockey team, and did they win the gold that year? I think they might. I think they might have. They might have been the defending him, and I remember because no one took no one took them seriously. No, the they Soviet, thought it was a good joke. Yeah. Well, anyway, they uh, yeah they were they they showed up, and then uh, that was that was a big upset. The goalie Jack McCartan yeah. still alive. Jack, hang in there. Uh, was our was our uh, was an All American baseball player for the Gophers, fifty six. And uh, 57, I think. And 56, mm-hmm. he uh, played for the Fold of Giants for my old man and coached us. And you, it, to keep them from being able to get paid and and maintain their collegiate eligibility, he coached us in uh, coached us in the ball field we had in our backyard. Oh, McCartney did. The old man paid him to. Kidding. The old man paid him to coach. He and another guy named Don Brummer, who was from Creighton, I believe, were our coaches. And uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to expose Jack and and Brummer here, but uh, one of them would be out there coaching us for a little bit, and the other would be in a car reading Playboy magazine, and then they'd take a chance, and then they'd then they'd flip, and then they'd go and have lunch someplace and play a ball game that night. So, <laughs> the great guy though, and uh, and. A hero as much as uh, the, the our goalie Jim Craig in the eighty. Yeah, I just don't remember that team. Yeah, exactly. All righty, well, PJ, don't lose to the raging Cajuns. Else, these uh, it, it's funny though. I went on to go for a hole. PJ, PJ must be the first item was like PJ must be fired. Yeah, what is wrong with you people? I know. You're not going to fire him. You can't give him all that money and then say, we're turning on him. You can't tell us that nobody ever has won nine games as often as he has, even though most of the great teams played eight. But uh, uh, And then say, oh, he just lost a horrible game. Let's get rid of him. So, Again, who, who are you going to get? Yes, you're right. You're right about that. All right. All right. See you.